with so much dust and sand And I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere, man this is Wednesday afternoon. You're listening to the Master and Hockenil. You're rem- remembering, get your name in for that ham draw. Go to the page. You'll see the link. Leave a name in the comments or something. And uh, like the page, like the post. Everybody likes ham in December, especially our next guest, Jeff Grant. Good afternoon. How are you, Andy? I just picked up my ham at uh, Northern South and Vets after buying some trench. Yeah, there's a, everybody, that's the thing about this time of year, everybody just loves a good ham. I mean, you can use it the same, you know, it's like the Bubba Gump of ham. Everybody's got a different way of using it. Yeah, and no, I must admit, I was quite impressed because there were actually ham on the bone. Very which good. Which is the best. Very good, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, let's start off with the um, obvious in the room, and that is the lamb schedule. It's um, not flash. Yeah, look, you get the impression that the processing and exporters are looking at trying to ramp the price down now rather than thumping it later in the season. And so I think we're all been a bit caught. Uh, probably came a lot harder and sharper than uh, we expected. But if you look around internationally, China is still coming out of the COVID lockdowns and, you know, we send 40% of our product there. So the market's still pretty tight. And look, you just get a sense as a recessionary Session starting to develop in the northern hemisphere, and so it's just going to be a bit tougher this season than the last couple. That's for sure. What are your predictions for the schedule? What are you hearing? Six fifty. Six fifty. When when's that due to kick in? You reckon? Well, I would have said that it would normally kick in uh, probably about February March, but I think it'll be by Christmas. That's pretty disturbing, isn't it? I mean. It's bottom line. It's like everything else. Like you can argue what a lamb needs to be worth these days. It used to be a hundred dollars. That was just a round figure. On top of everything else, on on farm inflation, we don't need to rattle off the list. Everybody knows what it is. It is concerning for the back pocket going forward into next year. Yeah, look, it might be seven dollars into Christmas and then six fifty. But the six fifty will come sooner rather than later. That's for sure. So is this just going to be an issue going forward as far as space at the works? You're hearing people can't get space for lambs. Use space is an absolute premium. Good luck if you got that. Go and get a lotto ticket by the sounds of it. As far as lamb, though, I mean, uh, we hear about what's happening with the labour situation at the works and just being an absolute mare. Um, it's just going to be the new normal for the season, unfortunately. So people got to think of a plan B, plan C. Yeah, a bit unfortunate in the sense that uh, normally you would be looking at... Uh you know, an extra couple of dollars on mutton, and it's if you do get held up, it doesn't hurt. I'll just get you to come a little bit closer to your mic there, buddy. If you uh, find that uh, at $2 a kilo, it makes it a bit easier to um, extra in terms of return, but with it coming around that $4 at mutton sitting on your farm is a bit of a deficit. And then we're looking at the dry summer possibly ahead. You're hearing we have parts of West Otago already getting dry. Um, you're hearing areas where are up higher where the knobs are starting to brown off already. We are getting the thunderstorms and that down on the flatlands, but, I mean, it's very much um, microclimatic, the experiences, what we're experiencing with the weather. Yeah, look, I'd, if you live in northern Southland, you're always about this time of the year thinking, well, I got through weaning, now I'm going to get to Christmas. But the reality is the impact usually comes in January, February, and it is looking like we're going to get into a dry spell anywhere, and uh, Met Service have been saying that for some time. Of course, uh, if you live in a place like Balfour, you're never quite sure whether you're on the east side or the west side because you're in the middle, uh, but you're definitely seeing on the east side it's getting quite dry. 
But then you get areas like the Matara River. If you're farming there where I used to be up Cattle Flat, it was very microclimatic. You always seem to get those little bits of rainfall. Um, ditto parts of Longridge North as well. But then you go five minutes down the road at Ardlassa and it was bugging. Yeah, no, look, I, I think we're going to see a bit more of that. Definitely have already with the thunderstorms coming through. We've been lucky in terms of catching a few. But the reality is uh, the overall picture looks like we're still going to be dry. Now, I suppose the only positive at the moment too is people can get the tractor work up to date, what they need to do at the moment, I suppose, glass half full approach. Yeah, look, the, of the crops that I've seen in terms of uh, winter feed, they're looking pretty good. We did an oak crop uh, for silage and probably the best yield we've ever had last week. So um, in terms of feed on farm, uh, we're probably in a good position at the moment. We look forward now to this weekend, um, or Friday, sorry. Now, seminar on consumer demand and climate change requirements. Oh, sorry, it's happening tomorrow in Invercargill. This is with Thriving Southland, isn't it? Yes, combined with Thriving Southland and also Ag Research, and it's uh, tomorrow morning starting 9.30, 10 o'clock at uh, the Working Men's Club. Look, the, the first speaker is probably one of the more interesting ones, but they all are lined up. Alice uh, Ritchie, I happen to work with uh, in London. She is a Kiwi. Uh, she went over and worked uh, in the UK and has now ended up being the Sustainable Agriculture Manager for Tesco. That's right, yes. And she's really interesting in terms of what's happening in consumer trends. She's speaking uh, and, you know, I remind people if you want to sort of get the concept of Tesco, Tesco's turnover is around $120 million a year. Um, that's, uh, sorry, a hundred Sorry, fifty-seven billion pound, one hundred twenty billion. Uh, it's about a third of our total uh, GDP here in New Zealand. Yeah, it's a so, mess. It's massive. You've been to the UK. You got Tesco, Sainsbury's. If you are lucky and living in a uh, more affluent part of town, you went to Waitrose. Yeah, but it is it is a big player in the international market, and uh, you know a couple of others. Uh, they've got uh, from Fonterra. We've got uh, Simon Tucker, who's been in this area of terms of trade policy, etc. Rod Carr from the uh, Climate Commission. Look, it doesn't matter where your views sit in, uh, in terms of these trends around climate change and water sustainability and biodiversity. It's a good opportunity. We've got about 190 people. There's still about 10 or 20 spaces left. If anybody, it's a free seminar. More than welcome to go on to Thriving Southland's website and they'll be able to book in for tomorrow morning at 9.30. Yeah, I've got Richard Kite on the programme on Friday. Um, always love and enjoy talking to the team from right, uh, Thriving Southland, the likes of Rachel and Richard, and what they bring to the table because it's so relevant. Yeah, look, uh, the concept of Thriving Southland is about providing tools to farmers that we're not involved in terms of the policy or arguing about whether we should be taxing methane or any of that stuff. Uh, it's just about trying to make sure we can find the tools and the capacity for farmers to adjust to the future changes that are going to come. Just finally, Jeff, um, we look forward to 2023. What are your aspirations? Oh, I get the pension. So that's the first you one. You fart. Uh, on the 2nd of January, I <laughs> registered with uh, income and support uh, about a month ago. So apparently now the taxpayer will make a contribution to my lifestyle. So, <laughs> okay. Although I find my wife put it into a joint account. I haven't quite worked out how that happened. But uh, look, 23, I think uh, all of us will be looking for a bit more stability. We've had uh, three reasonably up and down years, 19, 20 and 21. Yeah. And 22 just has been uh, a bit better, but I think 23 will start to see some uh, stability. And again, I just have to say it depends how long the war goes for. 
That's the thing. It all comes down to Ukraine. It's been going for over six months, but you barely hear about it on the news these days. Although I do hear the President Zelensky was um, talking to New Zealand Parliament this morning. Yes, I see that. Um, but look, I, if that if that drags on the the unstable fuel prices, the unstable food security stuff will carry on through 23. But my view is, once the war finishes, it'll start to get back to normal. Jeff Grant, these days Northern Southland farmer. Thanks for your time on the muster as always. Have a great uh, festive season. We'll speak to you next year and enjoy the pension. Cheers, Andy. Will do. Jeff Grant, there. Always good to speak on the muster. Coming up next Wednesday afternoon, Don Moore. Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Dollar,